what it is. Hoes be mad. That's the problem. Hoes be mad. Hoes be mad. <laughs> I wish but, it wasn't Hennessy, but because <laughs> as a people, we have to stand up against Hennessy. I have a question. Now that what? you're married, oh, whose yeah. house y'all going to? <laughs> Sky Daddy seems to think I'm strong as hell, so he might throw me a curveball, and I don't want that. I never said what she said. I just want to put that on the record. That oogie spooky turkey coochie. <laughs> That's it. That's the episode title. I hope you know. Call the radio if you can't be without your baby. This is the What Is My Life podcast. Oh, if you could eliminate one food so no one could eat it ever again, what would you destroy? Chitlings. The end. We don't need to eat chitterlings. There's no reason to eat chitterlings. I've never had them, but I feel like I don't disagree. You wouldn't because it's the intestines of a pig. Right, and I don't eat pork, but I would follow that up with coleslaw. I think it needs to be abolished. Please stop putting mayonnaise on garden vegetables. It's, It's not good for you. I do. It's disgusting. (laughs) Get rid of it. Please and thank you. XOXO management. And I'd be like, let me just take a couple bites. No. Of the coleslaw. Free the black community from coleslaw. (laughs) I used to hate that shit because we used to say getting KFC when I was little. And then something about the KFC coleslaw just would aggravate my soul. Why the fuck am I eating this? And it's dry ass macaroni. That's where I draw the line because the KFC what? macaroni when we was younger hit. No. Okay. Okay. No. <laughs> I'ma support you, Tasia. I agree it with did. that. I it still did. sneak to KFC sometimes. It did sometimes. Little. Okay. Not sneak. And I understand I understand the whole I don't feel like cooking. I understand that. It's I'm gonna make a piece of it right now, right? So we went to slit slits the KFC, but the macaroni was not not giving it hit period it was not giving it did the job right but like in in hindsight but we wouldn't go as a, far as abolish no. it we're abolishing chitlins and coleslaw though yeah no i had to just set the record because sis was finna slander that <laughs> i said what i said okay and i ate that shit faithfully as a kid but i said what i said mm. anything All else right, we're so getting, getting rid of chitlins and coleslaw can I actually also throw in Uncrustables? Y'all need to set yourself free. This Don't shit is do disgusting. Excuse me, girl. It's nasty. Girl, that's it's nasty. The hell? That's disgusting. Kick the podcast. Uncrustables are disgusting. No, they're not. First of all, let's just talk about the fact that you had a choice whether or not to eat them. Let's start there. That's where we're going to start. I was forced to eat a Uncrustables. Some of us, some of us yes. didn't have a choice. It's being poor. Correct. Ma, the Uncrustables, you had money. No, Amira used to act like, because her mama used to, every weekend, her mama get up and make breakfast. Girl. So I would come over and I would be like, so y'all not going to make no cereal? No. She was like, girl, we don't eat cereal. <laughs> wow. Again, Amira. Cereal. Amira oh, it's very different. I'm going to be hooking it up. She had a very different her life. Screaming. Honestly, <laughs> well, but also uncrustables. Tasia, to your point, it's not necessarily a money thing because public schools had uncrustables. Oh, so, so they lunch, got them in public huh? school lunch mm-hmm. is not. Well, my lunch was free. Um, it was not reduced. It was free. No, That's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> so that means your lunch has to number in the computer and take. You have to add in the thirty cents. No, because if you didn't have your lunch money or if you just that's what i'm saying we qualify for free lunch (laughs) yeah but the free lunch was a crusty ass peanut butter and jelly (laughs) not uncrustable it was not uncrustable (laughs) well i also know that there's something free to reduce underneath an uncrustable (laughs) my spirit is Them things smack and they I do my freezer to this day. Especially the crust. Because also not only that, but it's not how is there a crust when it's like uncrustable? That. No, they, because it's not really ground crust. They, crust. they created. They create yeah. their own crust from the bread gut. It's so good. Not un- I can have crust. one right now. Don't make me what's pick really up nice about them is if you're on the go, you slap one in your purse and it thaws mm. out throughout your mm. day. Wow. And it's nice, chilled. Chilled. Something about this testimony makes me want to <laughs> give a prayer. If you don't like, if you don't like healing your inner child, just say that. 
Okay. <laughs> not with Uncrustables, I'm not. <laughs> My inner child is just as bougie as I am. And she never was she never was eating Uncrustables, and I never will. It I'm will never happen. Ramen. When I put Ramirez onto that roast beef ramen. The fact that you, you call it ramen in itself. You put me on ramen, period. Me say, actually, I don't I like want y'all to say noodles. Like a <laughs> Negro. Say noodles. <laughs> ramen noodles? <laughs> noodles. 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 Wait, Marina, when I got to college, I had to stop saying noodles because people didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah. Noodles. noodles at? No, I know oodles, you know, noodles, noodles. Because they would be noodles. like noodles Marisha the company. Noodles. I'm like, snow. Noodles. Ramen. What the like, fuck is wrong? Niggas walk around saying Maruchin. What is that? <laughs> That's the brand name. It's called oh, noodles. But no, you got to be specific because if you don't say that, they will get you them ones, Butter the noodles. ones they sell. Pop ramen? Um, oh my God. <laughs> I eat that. I eat that. I ain't Pop ramen decent. No, the seasoning pack is different. It is. But I and I'm going to stand on that. It do taste different. It is. I, really, I hear ramen and be like, well, you grew up around white people, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Cause I hate I hate to hear that. But we're gonna make some ramen. What the fuck? I say that? cup noodles. Now I do say cup noodles. Cup that noodles. also okay. Cause you, it's the difference between the bag and the cup. They even those taste different. You know they do. Oh, I hate cup noodles. Cup is time and a place for everything. Cup noodles. Time place. So cup noodles, I have to add hot sauce. Regular noodles, I don't have to add hot oh, sauce. Oh, regular noodles, I have to add hot sauce. Cup noodles, I would rather die oh, a thousand deaths. Noodles taste like <laughs> it's disgusting. Paper. Nobody asked girl. Queen Elizabeth what she was eating. <laughs> <laughs> This is a vegetarian. Hey, you, your palate tastes different. Your palate tastes different. You know you like five star steak. No, five star steak and potatoes. I eat the bag ramen. Just you don't not have to cut at this table, baby. When did you start oh, eating noodles, no, Amira? Don't do my sin. Uh, when I was a, exactly. well, I was first introduced mm-hmm. when I was like a sophomore or something in high school at my granddaddy's house on my daddy's side. Privilege. They were like, "You want some noodles?" And I was like, "What's that?" Privilege. So that was the first thing I learned how to cook on the stove. Uh, we used to make Haitian noodles. Man, you used to take yeah. like cheese, a slice of cheese. You used to taste like lorries and you like adobo and 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 what's the thing called tomato paste? And oh, that's what you lost. <laughs> Big Mama, your own. <laughs> I know somebody that put cheese in there and some and some lorries no, and some it, pepper. It, it do hit. You lost oh, it. It's not good for you. It's a hit. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that to you. It do kind of taste like they said it tastes like a Alfredo. Mm. Now, I mean, <laughs> you know, ramen is meant to be made like, a, like ramen. Like noodles are meant to be made like ramen. Like you cook them, put vegetables in them. <laughs> My sister be hooking it up. She be she be putting real garlic in. I said, baby, I'm hungry. Okay. So just sizzle that. Just heat that water up. Honestly, <laughs> so we can move forward. <laughs> Now wait a minute, Alfredo. <laughs> Alfredo, no. That's Stop gatekeeping. Stop gatekeeping. You niggas have lost it. Oh man. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say olives. Get rid of olives. Yeah, olives. Olives ruin everything. Um, and my wife loves olives. Like she just loves to sit and eat olives, black olives or the other ones. You know, sometimes she's like, "Oh, you just have to eat it and get used to it." Like, no. That's not the case. You're supposed to just like something. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Olives are um olives are gross. I, if I would have thought of that one, I would have said that one. Black olives are gross, but the green ones hit though. No. Ew, none of them. No, again, no. on a veggie platter, please. Ew. <laughs> oh, she said buttercream, buttercream, crockston. <laughs> Now, buttercream, please. Can I also add that to the list of things to abolish? That is the worst frosting Amira, ever you known to me. Amir, stop it. I'm sorry. <laughs> buttercream is terrible. That is so Every good. time I see a sheet cake with that buttercream on it, I want to die inside. That's so today, it was heavy. It's so good. Whipped frosting is disgusting. Yeah, it's delicious. It's like the that. superior no frosting. Get no rid of buttercream. <laughs> whoever whoever created buttercream this is so anti-black. I agree with so anti-black and I'm literally want to kick you out. I want to kick you out the show today. I agree with Amira. Take me with her. Thank you. Buttercream slap. It's disgusting. It's to the jail. It's disgusting. Y'all know what's better though? Metro cream from Metro Market. It's actually Is it whipped? I don't know, but it's good. I'm with you. I like whipped frosting. So whipped frosting tastes like hair and no dreams. It's you for a superior me. palate. 
You can trust me <laughs> on this on this argument. Trust the me. Superior the one is actually really cream cheese frosting, but that's neither here nor there. That maybe that's what Metro Cream is. I don't know what it is. It I probably know. is a mix it's specific, right? Like it's like it's like not super thick and heavy like buttercream, but it's not like light and airy like whipped cream. It's like a good you know meshing with, if you will. I'm gonna eat a piece of that sheet cake every time. Every time. I'm gonna get me a every piece. Time. I'm gonna get I'm me still a piece eat of that. Absolutely. The Sam's Club one. Smack. Mm-hmm. Butter cream. Yeah, I'm gonna ask. Is this? Whipped? Don't let it be marble. Is that marble? <laughs> marble good. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> let me let me let, 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 let me get a little let me get a little slice. They be kids serve first. Mm-hmm. Let me get a little slice. <laughs> they don't want the centerpiece anyway. Anyway, just put that to the side for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Screaming. Amen. Are we abolishing anything else? <clears throat> so far, we have olives. Um, coleslaw, chitterlings. I don't agree on coleslaw. They said a specific one. <laughs> I didn't. I said all KFC coleslaw. coleslaw. <laughs> all coleslaw must pay. <laughs> <laughs> what about y'all? Know I used to be very anti potato salad. Stop. I'm sorry. Now this is where you. This is where I have to draw the line. <laughs> As I got older, I've just Damn. developed a palate for it. This is giving to a I will say not everybody makes good potato salad. So yeah. if I see that you bought it from the store and it's in that jug, I'm going to leave it alone. Even That's if you made it. Like some homemade too is really nasty. Uh, because I grew up on my mom's and I'm just like, Yeah, I don't want anybody else. On that one. Your mom you made potato salad? Great. He did make potato salad the other day. It was good as hell. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I thought y'all ate all the stuff. I don't know what the hell y'all eating. I just put it on my plate. No, but potato salad is a staple uh, side dish with, with our rice and beans. Oh, for real? Learn something new. Yeah, I know when I go to my foreign friend's house, I'll be like, I don't know what this is, but I'm trying. Because, Tasia, would you say for y'all, it's the cabbage, the slaw? Yeah. Yeah. Cabbage. Cabbage? I love cabbage. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's like so good. Cabbage is good. Coleslaw is not. Cabbage not is fried good. fried cabbage hits. Put that, sizzle that bacon up, baby. Mm, mm, mm. What is fried? But I thought you didn't eat bacon. pork. Beef bacon. I'm sorry, there's beef bacon baby. Oh, it's a delicacy. Girl. Get with girl. it. I've I never had, had a same, oink, oink not bacon. That beef jerky. I had that eating, same uh not the bitch eat Slim Jim and her cabbage. <laughs> so good. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. What is fried it's, cabbage? Cabbage. It's, it's, you never it's, had fried cabbage? cabbage? Oh, I have to make you some. It's so yeah, fucking make good. Some. Make me some. Us. 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 Yeah, I can make some some cornbread and fried cabbage. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds so good. You want to talk about great. Big Mama's arm? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> like the fried chicken and the lemonade of the fruit punch. I'm screaming. Well fry some chicken up if you're gonna do all that. Oh, please do. Now nah, wait a minute. Come on. I will bring the sweet tea. What is my life? The potluck. Mm, Love really. that for us. Period. We did say that was coming, so let's keep that okay. on the radar. Yeah, we'll put on the radar for one of the free side episodes. Y'all can watch us uh, smack on that food and talk some shenanigans. Keep Hold us accountable to that because we will forget. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Well, if we ain't got nothing else, um, welcome to the What Is My Life Podcast. It's your girl, Amira. Um, this week, I am tired of the broken promise promises. I'm also <laughs> tired of the drama. Okay. I'm, I'm exhausted. Um, maybe I will be sharing that at some point in the show. Highly unlikely. Maybe catch up with me on social media, but I'm tired, y'all. Hey, y'all, it's Courtney, and I'm tired squared, and I have nothing else to say. <laughs> Not to see. God damn. <laughs> I was too tired to type out my own name. <laughs> Again, the capitalism is capitalism. It's, it's capitalism. That's it's, exactly it's what it's doing. It's taking a sign for hard. Damn. It's, uh, it's cataclysmic. No, it's it's capitalizing. It's all the ambulance. One, one, one by one. Y'all hold these records for when I find out in five years there's something going on in my brain because I'm trying to tell you. games downloaded. Bro, you malfunctioned. <laughs> saw that I saw that iPhone over here in front of my eyes. <laughs> no, wait a minute, baby. Wait a minute. Power right. off, restart. <laughs> All right. Um <laughs> uh, 
Marina needs a hard reset. Is is Marina here? Um, clearly having a, a speech impediment moment per usual, but that was that was soon. That was that was too soon for me. I wasn't expecting it. So hello, everyone. Wow, what's up, everybody? Uh, this week I'm a who cares because who, who cares? cares? Who? Who cares? I mean, I care, but you know, oh, Tupac cares too. He said he did say that, but yeah. everybody else, no one else cares. Yeah, that's true. Throwing up gang signs. <laughs> It's a heart. Um, and it's a, your girl DJ Tay Wills. Love that for us. Okay, well, now that we've already introduced the gang, Courtney, can you just like just tell us what's going on in the timeline? I feel like really nothing happened this week, but I feel like also as soon as that exited my mouth, something is probably happening on Instagram right, right now. now. <laughs> I would like to echo that sentiment. I agree. I was struggling to find anything on the timeline. So excuse if this is some bullshit. But. <laughs> <laughs> really quickly um i got two things because i'm saving the best for last because our girl meg hotties she's back but anyway um for the first thing so we have this book called bad and bougie y'all and wow i okay and you you see this cover you see this book cover and you're like oh my god which sister wrote this book let me tell you who wrote wrote this book this sister wrote this book Whoa. describe Whoa. to the people who can't see this she's a male describe. woman she's wow. white she's from the caucus mountains she's she's caucasious for this um <laughs> just a lot of caucasity in this but um so the book is called bad and bougie toward a trap feminist theology written by a very white woman named jennifer m buck with her PhD, and she is the program director in interdisciplinary studies and associate professor of the Department of Practical Theology at the Asusa Pacific University in Southern Girl, California. Girl, that sounds like your dumb giving ass Rachel couldn't get, couldn't get picked up at an actual <laughs> university, you stupid bitch. It's Ooh. giving IPDC college because that don't sound real if you ask. That's giving Rachel for free why my stomach just started hurting girl same like, yeah it's just like that made me very uncomfortable what is the, the bad nausea. and bougie book about it's just i don't know but here's what makes it even worse the publisher is a small christian press in eugene oregon i'm racist <laughs> emphasis on small so y'all seen this go through uh-huh. and the editor what? is a white male surprise long story short they pulled it off the uh shelves everybody's like apologizing talking about oh my god we didn't know mm. well what are we supposed to do honestly i don't know what i didn't really dive into what the book is actually about beyond like the title saying it's about black feminism but um i just really she really tried it it's definitely giving rachel doziak dolazar dolazar oh screaming this reminds me of you ever heard um read a book called the other black girl Mm-mm. it's actually written by a black woman but essentially like it's these black women in an office and this like white man in this cult of like other black women who have been brainwashed by this hair grease and um it's pretty <laughs> by a white woman by a white man and it, he like creates this grease and it um and then he gets these black women to try to recruit office black women to take the grease and become very like coonish so yeah. perms yes yeah, like whitewash like very so relaxers <laughs> essentially but yeah that kind of reminds me of it because it's just white people here's what i want to know do you like even because you know we have like things like african-american studies and Mm -hmm. you get your degree and your phd in these things Mm -hmm. and in theory you could be more educated than me as a black woman in Mm -hmm. america do you think that white people if they were more educated if they had those those papers those freedom papers um that they have any authority to write about things like the black feminist no stories you're already already overstepping being in here studying our shit in the first place but that's okay like I worked with of course because I went to school and took those classes and been in those spaces with those people I've been around white academics um some who mean very well and who can be a part of learning about our culture just 
helped in understanding the world in a more broader sense, but I've also been around people like Miss Mamas who you're here to overstep and try to position yourself as some type of authority on our stuff and like what I don't even know what the book is about, but what the fuck does a white lady know about being bad and bougie? Your your cost literally blackness. You 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 couldn't even begin to it's just not it's not your business. <laughs> I'm booty. I just, what, so what is what's the line though? Because when you said um something about them being able to study our shit, right? Like I think that is it's weird to me, like if you go into school as a white woman to um be an african-american studies professor right but like what is the line like say that and this is a hypothetical hypothetical scenario say that this person is studying you know african-american american studies and you're having a conversation and you're speaking about something with some fervor as if you got like all the the research for it right or all the information about it and she's like well actually the research says that like is she out of line if she studied this thing, if she said, actually, the research says X, Y, Z about crime or X, Y, Z about poverty. Is that white lady out of line? Yeah, because nobody asked you. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it's tough, though, because it's really like you could really know more than. Like you really studied this shit, like you are in theory, by definition, an expert in these subjects. I don't correct white people when they're wrong about their own history. <laughs> I shut my mouth right up because you know what? <laughs> Well, I don't think so. I mean, obviously we can separate the two, right? Like the problem with this particular situation is that they put this book out and then put a cartoon stock image of a black lady with an Afro on the cover, <laughs> like clearly trying to slip some shit. Because <laughs> you almost got me. You almost got me, bitch. You know what I mean? And then like- <laughs> Well, that's really it. Trap feminism and whoa, 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 whoa. Like this is not- yours to talk about you know what i'm saying so i think it was out of line for sure i think it's also um damn is that loud in the background oh well it's also like i think it depends on what you value or what you see as right so there's lived experience and then there's research right so some people value the research more than the lived experience but like i'm living as a black person so you can add some research to that but this is my lived experience and you can't like negate that that's the problem with academics and i just would like to leave it right there that they really think that because i studied this and i have the data xyz but also you got to think about like was your studies rooted in a racist lens or was it rooted in like there's just so much more to that but that that is a great question um really quickly i just want to know I'm not gonna play the clip because if you haven't heard it by now, you suck. But y'all liking this new Meg energy or no? You know, um, it just made me think like, damn, what nigga she talking about? I'm ready to be messy. I'm ready to scream the lyrics. Just give me, just give me a few more. We know. We know. We know know what little man, what little man. She confirmed what we wanted to know if they smashed. Wow, Bryson. All right. He, said he heard that new Meg and it's going Correct. Up. It's fire. Yeah. I would just say that, uh, yes, um, I'm sure that we've all heard it. I just, I need a few more plays of the clip so that I can memorize. You're asking this to my best friend. She was like, I'm, I got to memorize already. I was like, damn. Okay. And yeah, the thing is, that's not even the, the Meg stands. We be on it. I There's see. more of the one track. Mm-hmm. And she just, oh, that's what I was going to say, but whatever. We ran out of time, but she just said she's really excited about this album she's coming harder she's coming raw she's coming Period. vulnerable she's coming real so but i'm I just excited i can't wait because i like her to be rapping okay she's yes. got, the, got the coachella money okay Period. she ran her and doula peep did they thing i like that little mm-hmm. song she got the coins from the now it's time for the bars <laughs> it's okay because all that th- she ain't been giving me what i've been wanting lately like she hasn't. that's okay because she, she needed to get a bag it don't be mixing like the uh, so if the energy is like that I, i'm ready for it i've already i pre-purchased it somehow it's a hottie girl summer you understand period period, <laughs> period. Fine. y'all see that what period the sun is shining the sun is shining it's time to act Listen. up hotties activate well mm-hmm. speaking of uh hottie girl summer what tunes are we playing this summer to get us activated to get that oh. pussy popping okay <laughs> 
<laughs> Hit us with the music yeah. moments, Tasia. It's funny because I definitely was going to talk about that Meg thing. So that's, you know, it's just flow weird thing, you know? I Yes, give us that. Give us that. I'm ready for Meg. This is just my input. This is also the music moment for our segment right now. Um, I'm ready for Meg. I'm ready for this, this like this hard shit she finna you know what i mean like to the core mm -hmm. um and like i know people talking about this tina snow you know this is like this is that she said mm -hmm. what she wanted to start like the flow and like i guess her energy is from when she first started coming out and just that so i'm you know right with y'all ready for it mm -hmm. um so the first song that i have for a music moment sorry y'all um here we go so this song is called baby girl by disco lines um if you're on the good talk you know which song this is maybe okay Coachella, it's giving mm -hmm. yes. LSD. It's, it's giving did drugs. It's definitely Correct. giving did drugs. drugs. Oh, yeah. yes. It reminds me of that one girl from that video of uh, at uh, Kate Trinata DJing, and she's just over there. You gotta find that. that. And send it to us, Rich. Um, yeah, so, you know, Love That by Disco Lanes. They're coming out with some bangers. Um, this next song is <laughs> it's about who was talking about last week, Future. Um, it's called Some More. It's one of his older, like, not really, but this was from Beast Mode 2. Yes. So, uh, yeah, this is my. And let me tell you something. Wait a minute. This is, y'all, if y'all know Zaytoven, the man be on the keys going crazy. And then it's mixed with a trap beat. So it's just, all of it is good. Everything I do is super galore. He said everything I do is super galore. Period. You know what I mean? Um Period. so yeah, that's I was cleaning my car and that song came on and it just hit different in the whip per usual um so i've that's been on like current rotation um my next song <laughs> i'm taking it to christian rock hill song united um now this song has been like whenever i'm like just in a weird mood lately like in the past i guess two weeks um, I love listening to future songs some more and then this song comes right after and uh, it really just, you know, it gives me what I need Balance. to continue Balance. the day. God said, uh, stand up. So I'm gonna... Correct. <laughs> uh, Tasia, Tasia, what's the name of the song again? What's the name of the song? This one is called Savior King. Savior King by Hillsong United. Uh, and this is the live version because the live version hit different. Um, wait, y'all. Okay, I just gotta. Okay. 
I just, I just want to see y'all faces are fucking hilarious. Yeah, to the socks. And also, I just want to say it's frozen on my end. So yeah. the way I see. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. now I, 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 um, Listen, I love Christian music. But that, that was for the Catholics. Oh, I have to be clear. I don't love Christian music. I love black gospel music. Gospel, yes. That was for the Catholics. That was for the. Uh, Catholics. No, this is for like. Christian. This is for the yeah, white non-denominational churches. Yeah. No, that's it. Not for me. It that's it. it. Mm-hmm. That now, I will say I love it. a I love a, a, a guitar solo. So I felt that was coming. Ooh, or the I drums. Was excited <laughs> to hear that. Then, okay, can I can I sit, let me break it down to y'all? The okay. reason why this song, um, yes, it, it hit different is because of also the instrument buildup mm. and also the full composition of it, right? Uh, and it's it's rock music, and it's just like this man is vibing the fuck out, and I feel it. And it's just taking this energy of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the gu- guitar's going crazy, the drums for the crazy. Lord, yeah. <laughs> okay, but for the Lord, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Christian rock is even like- better because it's this euphoric high of like ultimate praise, and this man is yelling on a mic. And I just was like, mm, yes. All right. So that's that one. And then um, the last one, I just got real hot. Uh, that's the presence of the Lord is here. Hey. The hey. presence of the Lord is here. Mm, that's a good song. The one. Okay. This one is called Concrete by Orion Sun. So. Wait a minute. Oh yeah, it's that sexy shit. It's right up my alley, baby. Baby, it's did it slow down? Did I hear that? It was about to slow down too. Or was that the technology? Uh, no, it goes right back to that. It mm. it repeats. Mm. That was yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you for sharing the music moments this week, Tasia. That was some good ass songs. Definitely like that last one for sure. Not y'all faces for sure. It was like, <laughs> like, we just didn't know what, like, what to do. Narisha was just like, it lost was, me at. Like, you really <laughs> lost me. You lost me at Christian, and then I further left the path at rock. I know. So, I, you know, and a part of me was like, should I share this one or should yes. I not? No. Well, should share, share, share it. Share it. This is, this this is, is your this segment. Is music moment. You feel me? Correct. Period. Correct. That's Lord, it. That's this is it. your segment, baby. You can get on here. Somebody gonna play. catch this spirit. You can play goddamn Star Wars theme music if you want to. Yeah, depending on the day, I'm a green theme song. Get into that Star Wars. Y'all remember that tweet with me? <laughs> yeah, I seen that. The I seen that with the yeah. lightsabers. Like, yes. Rock their socks afterwards. I was playing. What it say? It smelled like what in that room? I forgot. It, <laughs> it smelled like hot shit. <laughs> the force is with them. <laughs> and Damn. the force is funk, mm, the funk screaming uh, sure. alright well Reese go ahead and take us into the what is my life a moment of this week what are we talking about what's the hot goss the 411 okay. alright alright so this week we're going to talk about desirability and, and body image a little bit so um, the first thing I'm going to do for us just as like a springing board in a conversation is just to define physical attractiveness and pull this from Wikipedia is just like the first paragraph part. So physical attractiveness is the degree to which a person's physical features are considered aesthetically pleasing or beautiful. 
The term often implies sexual attractiveness or desirability, but can also be distinct from either of those. Physical attraction itself includes universal perceptions common to all human cultures, such as facial symmetry, sociocultural dependent attributes, and personal preferences unique to a particular individual. So my question for you guys, or at least the first one, is what has been your experience with how society perceives your body or level of attractiveness? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't really know how to answer this. I don't have like concrete answers. Like I can speculate that like, oh, okay, this guy don't want to talk to me because of how my body looks or what my skin mm-hmm. looks like. But I don't have concrete answers to that. Um, cause somebody's son still wants to, I'm gonna say eat my ass, but eat my ass. So talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. I don't really know how to answer that question. Okay. So I'll go first because I wanted us, I wanted this kind or go ahead, Core. Core never goes first. Oh my God, guys. Sorry, y'all. Also, (laughs) if my mic sounds really ghetto, it's because I don't have it. (laughs) You sound fine, girl. Um, I would say like this just immediately got me thinking about like, you know, I put on the COVID, you know, some COVID weight and um, what what that has perceived from everybody because I have been very skinny my whole life is either damn girl, you fat or damn, you put on all that weight or you better get rid of it before you get older. Mm. No, I literally have had numerous people, the word fat has come out of their mouth. You mm-hmm. got fat. I don't like, I hate that. That's, black people don't care, especially old black people. They don't care. I, I literally trauma right there. Yeah, same. Okay, um, it is. I was going to say that I feel like I do have concrete examples of how my body has been perceived. Um, although my weight has fluctuated throughout my life, the way that my body looks and presents that weight has been pretty consistent since puberty. So... Um, I would say my people probably perceive my face to be attractive, but my body has not always been perceived that way, both in a sexual and non-sexual way. I have now to Mina's point, like, yeah, like niggas still want to fuck, but like that is still not necessarily any indication of how my body is perceived. Like studies have the science proves that niggas will fuck anything with a hoe okay so that that's neither here nor there i don't know which hole it is though even if they don't know where it's at okay Mm. so i i would say that for me or at least what has been portrayed in the media what has been conveyed to me whether advertently or inadvertently through um family like our our own beliefs and in my own upbringing is that like my body is not desirable and that has definitely affected how um how I presented myself in relationships it's affected how I presented myself like what my relationship is with clothes it's affected my relationship with um when I go places like obviously I think my relationship with my body and myself is much better but I think that how my body was perceived or how I was told my body should be perceived based on how it looks has definitely affected me. And I think it's because as a black woman, especially a black woman who's already kind of curvy up top, I am supposed to supposed to be in air quotes, like I'm supposed to have hips and an ass, right? Like, and I don't have that. So that already marks me as inadequate as a black woman because I don't have what I'm supposed to have. But then also it's like, when it comes to the politics of like what my size is, I don't necessarily fit in any realm. Like I don't fit in the standard zero through 12. I, those aren't my sizes. However, I'm not necessarily plus size. So I don't fit in either community. So mid size. Well, now it is now we have the language for that, but that never used to be a thing. <laughs> so, um, so I feel like I'm rambling, but I, I would just say all that to say that like, Overall, the way that I perceive my body and the way that I have perceived people perceiving my body is that like it's not a desirable thing because I have what people would call an apple shape, very top heavy, have a lot of stomach, a lot of gut, and no butt. <laughs> so Amir, you brought up a oh sorry, but you brought up a good point because I, you know, helping us pack this weekend. I mean helping me pack this weekend when we were talking about like um 
like what fits me. <laughs> hey, you were talking about these pants look big as hell. And I was like, they fit perfectly. <laughs> like perception, like literally means nothing. Mm. But also with us saying like, I was like, oh, these pants don't fit me. And you're like, okay, then why would they fit me? And I'm like, because your legs are smaller than mine. Nothing is getting past my, like my thighs. And I feel like we just all also too, like what you see, like what you're saying, like how your body holds the weight, like weight is like, that doesn't mean anything that the physical numbers don't mean anything. What my body shape looks like doesn't mean anything. How my clothes hug my, like it's all subjective. And I hate that people just feel the need to comment on somebody else's body unprovoked. I think you can internalize some of this stuff too, because, and that's why I'm careful to say I can't, I can't pinpoint because I don't, at least not in my head right now. I'm sure somebody called me, I'm sure somebody's called me a fat ass bitch at some point, but like also my weight changes. <laughs> so I was a fat ass bitch in May, but now I'm like skinny or I look skinnier now that it's July of another year. But um I think sometimes it's not July, also, girl. I'm it depends. It happened in like the last three months. I went from hi Lulu from pretty big or pretty heavy to looking skinny in the waist. But um I think a lot of it can also be internalized because if you, like Amira said, if you're internalizing the messages that you receive via media, you can just project, not you putting this man in the camera like this. We can just, you can like internalize that that's the reason that people don't desire you when it really don't even be about that sometimes. But that's just the message that you receive in via media, right? Yeah. But it could, it could not be that. You could just be fucking weird and they don't like you. And I, I'm weird as hell. So, you know what I'm saying? So I can't really be like, that's the reason. Yeah, I think the question, I think the question was more like, so I'll talk about myself. So for me personally, my body has always been like, I was always in sports and my dad, you know, he, we, you know, we, you know, we getting there, but for the most part, the the best thing he blessed me with um, was his metabolism. Like my, I've always been thin. Um, I've always been, you know, pretty pencil thin. And then even when I did start to like, fill out a little bit you know it was in ways a little perceived (laughs) by others as very you know conventionally attractive or okay so I don't have a a a lot of um body image issues with regard to what people are saying to me about my body but I never grew up you know hearing from anybody outside of my home that I was like pretty or anything like that so and I had to see my peers get that validation very openly in contrast to me literally I can't I don't even think of a time that I can ever remember hearing that outside of like my mom or somebody like that telling me you know Mm -hmm, so with that you know comes a whole nother thing of like feeling like something is wrong with you or you know and we don't see as dark-skinned black women we don't see those images perpetuated in media at least when we were growing up not in a healthy way right we're we're uh women who look like us getting loved on so mm-hmm. um you're right I, it can definitely be internalized and then turn into you know self-loathing or feeling like oh I need to do something to fix myself or or anything like that so I guess to like give more a more concrete example of like what you're asking um of like growing up my I come from a pretty like <laughs> traditional family so like one of the things that I was raised upon is like you don't leave the house without a bra and your girdle so like I think about somebody who is in girdle puberty right who's hitting puberty and being told like if you're gonna wear that you need to wear a girdle so like automatically without saying right so automatically without saying like you having a stomach is wrong or bad like without saying that overtly but saying but but saying I need a girdle like that implies something so now I'm already thinking something is already wrong with how my body looks or commenting that like damn your breasts are big well like I can't really do anything about that so (laughs) I don't know what to say about that or being like oh don't you think that shirt is a little low cut or whatever being like I'm just really wearing a regular t-shirt and I can't do anything about the size of my breast so already getting like messages that there was something wrong with my body without people saying that there was something wrong with my body so then yes to your point Mina like yes I was internalizing it but I was also getting those messages of like fix that do something about that so then as an adult like understanding that oh because like that's not something that that's desirable like backtracking to the fact that I come from a traditional family and a lot of the 
matriarchs in my family are things are about getting a man <laughs> so it's like being desirable to catch the eye of a man but not too desirable too young or otherwise you fast correct mm. 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 that mm. that's a whole other conversation I, about sexualizing listen, black little black girls but because <laughs> let me tell you i had thick i still got thick thighs right and like my sis um i was i was given a race mixing booty unfortunately but i have thick mm. thighs so me and short shorts was just like you know i'm just going outside go have a good time it's uh-uh, you gotta go in the house can't go out like that get like, your coochie cutters on like i literally just have big thighs if you put this on a white girl it wouldn't be no problem no problem but because my thighs are big and that makes you perceive me sexually I, whatever that's a whole other conversation for sure mm, yeah this one kind of this is close per usual but uh <laughs> i think the first time like i i guess always had issues right just uh people never yeah family family were the ones galifat then be the ones then be the ones like when y'all gonna lose weight and i'm like what are you talking about like mom child (laughs) hey leave me the fuck alone all of that but i think when i did start to lose weight especially when it comes to the attractiveness um when i started to lose weight like post-college and uh you know i started just being out here dating and stuff that's when i really was receiving attention that i've never ever received so kind of like reach mm-hmm. i was I, it was always me being the one observing my peers getting the compliments and whatnot and so when it was finally returned to me um and I, now looking back on it it was you know, I, I think my smile is a is a nice quality, but what I was showing as well, <laughs> nice I was being more attracted by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the twist and poke, like that was my signature and it still is. We love a twist and poke, baby. If I twist and push and pee. I'm pushing P and I literally have a pick. We gonna post that one because I literally did the period with and I was like, I could do this. Oh wow. my god. I do it at the right angle. I could do the period. Like did that the other day in my ass or something. Um, but yeah, so that's you know, when I started dating and I was receiving that attention, that was mind blowing to me. And it's I was a like fuck, a fucking man. fiend for it and fiend mm. for the wrong people. Um who mm-hmm literally just wanted me for that and i didn't know at the time i didn't like i really thought it was strictly personality and then of course attractiveness because you know you some level but when i realized this was like no they just trying to you know and i was like okay i uh, did i learn i did learn quick i feel like maybe i learned in a a time that i learned that Mm -hmm. you know but i would this one time was very apparent and this man was overly like he was like you just so big it's just all so thick you just i you just got Mm. just right Mm place you just be eating (laughs) what the fuck he was just Uh, like i can't wait for you to just Put your big ass on my life. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm trying to Hansel and Gretel you. I don't understand. Because <laughs> you just so delicious. I'm that would have scared the shit out of me. You need to come to the red table. That would have scared the shit out of me. <laughs> oh my God. That is the other side of it though. Like, okay, you get to desirable and then you get fetish size right yeah and that's when it turned to like this is this is scary i don't like this anymore Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. you can't control that right like it's gonna happen even in the moments where you feel undesirable people will be like oh such a beautiful black woman you know or uh, what did they say you're you're pretty for a dark-skinned girl type of thing i I didn't ever got that but we hear that all the time right and it's like you don't even appreciate me for me. You appreciate me for like what you associate me with. I don't even explain what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but like, and I understand that too because like <sighs> when, when we have these conversations, um, I never want to make it seem like I'm idealizing. You know, being as a little girl sexualized because that is the flip side of what we of what me and Tasia are talking about experiencing, which is just like a complete. Mm-hmm 
absence of acknowledgement of beauty, right? The flip side of that is uh, as a little girl being sexualized by grown ass men, I never dealt with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I don't want to make it seem like that's a walk in the park, but the point is there are bigger reasons like colorism and ableism, um, queer phobia, whatever reasons that kids don't get that reinforcement and then grow up to be insecure adults, you know? doing the wrong shit with the wrong people mm-hmm. looking for validation so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. laying down with these grown ass men lord yeah. jesus but like i think someone wrote in the chat body dysmorphia like that's that's a still a real thing for me uh yeah same, same. Just, <laughs> <laughs> that is a very real thing and mm-hmm. like whatever like i'm just seeing as far as like when i lost you know all that weight or, you know, got to the hundred goal and then I gained some more of it. And I was, st- I still felt in the same headspace, you know? And I think that's the, that's the challenging part of it. Especially like, like, you know, to the question of how society perceives you because people are like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, look at you. And you're just like, I'm trying. Look at what? Okay, thanks. Well, what you see, you, right? Then it's also is, like, how did you perceive me here. before? The gut is still here. The gut is still there. Definitely, Mine she's up sitting. And like the way what Courtney said about clothes, like my clothes don't change because I know I'm going back at some point, right? So like, you'll see me, and you know I clearly need to be wearing a medium, but I still got on XL, and it's like. In my body, I'm still in my in my head. I'm still that way, right? Or I'm still perceiving myself as larger than I am. But it's like I also know I can't just get rid of this shit because I'm not gonna be this size forever. At some point, I'm gonna flip right back up to 220. At some point, um, and be back in these clothes again. So why get rid of them? I'm laughing because not that being me today with this Marquette small sweater on. <laughs> I've been walking around like Toffee Pickles all day. Giving <laughs> uh, oh, oh. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. Okay. It's, it's no, giving cut literally, off season. And I'm just like, I don't, I just, it's still, it's, I just gotta put it down. I don't I know. I'm literally the this complete sweater. opposite. I'm letting you know that the minute that something even changes, the minute my body changes this much, I can barely put an eyelash through. I'm immediately going from XL to give me the 3X thanks. Like, <laughs> I'm so, so completely. Yeah. That's no problem because I'd be like, you're not that big. I'd be like, no, thanks. I think I need a 16 wide. Thank you very much. Like, like I'd be like, no. Double wide. The way that I'm com- extremely uncomfortable with anything kissing my stomach i'd be like if you don't get this fabric away from my stomach bitch i'd be like no wow that is true mm-hmm. I, yeah i don't play that tight things as often. not at all yeah. yeah i don't like that how come okay so i mean outside but besides the fact of like you know your family pushing this down it's completely throat. fat phobic they are um, very fat yeah uh, what what do you think puts you in a position where like you know if you considered any body modification or anything like that wow this is my poor point point of the show my portion of the show Take it away, I have, star. okay because i have thought about body modification for at this point literally a decade when bbls were not a thing when i was 18 and i desperately wanted one and i traded it in for a lifetime of sisterhood and i don't regret it because also I just wasn't in a healthy headspace. Like at 18, wanting a BBL, it was really purely from a place of like self-loathing. I hated my body. I hated the way that I looked. I did not care about the consequences. I was like, put put me under the knife immediately. Um, and after a decade later, I don't feel the same way about body modification. Like I respect it if you want it, great. But I definitely think twice about going under the knife. And I also don't feel the same way about my body. Like, yeah, there are things that I don't like, but I don't hate myself. I'm not disgusted when I take my clothes off. I take my clothes off a lot in front of a lot of people. So clearly I'm (laughs) in a different headspace than I was at eight. Okay. (laughs) So I'm in a much different headspace than I was at 18, but like, um, I don't know. I, I think it's funny for me to like have been a part of the surgery community and like seeing the technology of the procedure change, see like the discourse surrounding the procedure itself change um, and seeing how like 
the surgery community itself has changed is super interesting too. like some of the people who literally when I was 18 looking up this shit, it was either people in my position, like young 18 year old heavier set black girls who like were desperately wanted this, this surgery, or it was just like a bunch of white middle-aged white women who wanted to change their body. Literally now, 10 years later, the spectrum is so much larger and the information thankfully is more accessible. And like the, the, reasoning behind wanting to people are just much more open about the procedure itself as well and like now talking about the mental implications of that too like it's just like Tasia said about like even when she lost the weight or gained it right back it was like her mind that hadn't changed she hadn't changed how she felt about her body it's like you need to be very clear about that before you engage in plastic surgery or any type of body modification like just because you have changed your body if your mind isn't changed it's not it's not going to matter yeah. Thank God for perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just a little perspective. Mm-hmm. And my man ain't mad, so I don't care. Period. What I tell y'all, these niggas still want to eat my ass. But you know, I mean, which is so terrible and cliche to say, but that it doesn't happen just because you decide, oh yeah, I love myself. But at the end of Not the day, at all. that validation, that that knowing that you know this is your one body and it does a really hard job of trying to take care of you and keep you alive um and you need to just love it for what it is it does come from yourself Mm -hmm. at the end of the day and it helps to have and i'm not gonna sit here and lie because that's a whole nother conversation too about like self-love and all that i'm not gonna lie and say that like the external validation doesn't help it makes me feel good when my sisters be like you look good or when my man walks by and smacks my ass for no reason like that Mm. makes me feel good because i do still have days where i'm like (laughs) i don't feel good about this body i don't i don't like that make this wall shake baby shake this ironing board shake this ironing board period okay so like that makes me feel really good so i'm like i'm not gonna say that the the journey to thinking twice about body modification or the journey to like accepting and being feeling whole within this this vessel that i was given like that didn't come from just saying like you said oh well one day i just love myself like that's false as fuck Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. i definitely still have hard days but like a lot of it was like, yes, me having to like accept where I'm at with my body and accept that it's going to change and learning to love myself through that. But then also the external validation that I received from the people that I love the most, like that was helpful. Having those hard conversations with family when they made conversations or like comments about my body being like, don't do that again. Mm. Being able to set those hard boundaries, like that is what helped me along the way. Not me, me deciding that I love myself and pretending I still don't want to BBL because I do. I think it's also like it depends on a person too right because there's people who attractive men who I know who have lost weight but they still act it's like their personality still acts unconfident right so in terms of I think desirability is not only about the body image um, but I think it's also about how you perceive yourself like if you are still not confident I don't I don't like that I don't want to see that I don't I'm not attracted to that. I don't care how good you look. If you are not confident in who you are, whatever body you got, it's just, I don't want that. You know, like I give you a compliment. You're like, oh, well, I just, like you negate it. I don't, that's not desirable to me. So right. I don't know. I think that also comes from some of that internalized stuff when you, inter- okay, photo, come on. When you internalize like how people perceive you and start spewing that out, that also makes you a little unattractive. Right. Which is why you have to be careful, too, with that external validation, because Mm -hmm. that tap turns on and off. You know, people decide Mm -hmm. that they want to reinforce you in this way Mm -hmm. one minute and then the next minute you a fat ass bitch or Mm -hmm. the next minute you ugly or you know what I'm saying. And so it it, it, is tough because, like Amira said, it does help you on that journey it does Mm -hmm. reinforce what you know about yourself and if it feels good everybody Mm -hmm. wants to feel good Mm -hmm. um but you can't be getting it all from from the outside Mm -mm. Mm. the good and the bad you got to regulate it all Mm -hmm. take it day by day Mm -hmm. okay any other questions or anything else you have regarding desirability or body positivity or anything like that Bad bitches internal. <laughs> Being a bad Seriously. Bitch, bad bitches, please remember that. You are all a bad bitch. 
Dang, it's, I think that's this is... go by, but yeah. Oh like yeah, <laughs> some of some people don't like the bitch word, so I don't give a you. Fuck. You a bad mama jamma. <laughs> a bad mama jamma for the aunties out there for the tts yeah you look the fuck good okay? period that's it and put it the fuck on with a q at the end <laughs> even on your worst day you still kill these hoes period that's it bang bang you know i would just say that this is also such a, a huge topic to cover and there's it's so many different ways that it can go um because it's like desirability politics or the thought behind like what makes someone attractive or not is so deeply rooted in white supremacy, so deeply rooted in, in capitalism and like federal <laughs> patriarchy. Queer yes. So it's really hard to like even quantify or even like come up with all of the personal, probably antidotes or experiences we probably do have with our own body and be able to not only just regurgitate that, but then also to like, really put it in the lens of like what that really means for in the broader scope of talking about those larger topics so it's such a big topic but I I guess everything that we have said today I I just want people to take away from this like to start setting or at least for me like to start set setting harder boundaries while words are hard to set hard boundaries with people in your life about how you feel about your body how you want your body to be talked about or taken care of or things like that I think like I expressed earlier, that was the biggest change for me. It was like my inner child lit up because it was like me advocating for myself when you wanted me to wear a girdle or called me Mm -hmm. fat at 10 or at 17. Like she was hurt and she couldn't stand up for herself. And now at 28, I'm saying you will not be making comments about my body and any discussions will be shut down. And I, I, and I piggyback on that to be like, to stand up for the youth in your families, stand, stand up. You yeah. know what I mean? Because and th- this is for people who identify all across the gender spectrum. That shit has got to be called out when uh, in the in our community, we are fucking infamous for over sexualizing mm-hmm. young black girls and boys. I see y'all, too. You're weird mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. talking about your sons and the girls that they like and all this stuff. We're, He's so that's going to stop. Oh, my God, man. Just being weird. And it's like if we don't open our mouths to be like, you know what, like that's, we we should not be talking about kids like that. We're not going to talk about children like that. We're not going to make comments about people's weight. We're not going to talk about who doesn't need seconds or does need seconds. Like Mm -hmm. that shit has got to stop. That part. Leave the baby. Come on. And I already had a play. Okay. You going back up there? Yeah. The baby is still hungry. Let that baby eat. I'm trauma. I'm triggered. But because that's it. But I love what um, Amira said, though, because, you know, I needed to hear that somebody you were out here being like, stop. Don't talk to me that way. Or at least pull you to the side or something. Pull you to the side. Because that has sparked a a flame in me. Because nobody is going, you know what I mean? People, even people who love us will sometimes fall into wanting to treat us how you know in a way that's convenient for them and that's just not how it's gonna work not at all not not on my watch not at all not today Mm -mm. well the ancestors have spoken let me affirm y'all this week i realize also that in my affirming lately i have not been giving y'all the space that y'all need to take y'all deep breaths and i apologize so you know what take a deep breath in this moment and let me affirm you So this card this week is actually like a a small little prayer. So it says, thank you for supporting me as I take back my power and listen to my intuition, desires, and feelings. It's all about inner authority, which is right on time, talking about our bodies, setting those firm boundaries, standing up for ourselves, um, and taking care and being thankful for these bodies that we were blessed with, no matter what shape, size, color, all of that, okay? So take your power back, stand up for yourself, and love on this body because you only get one. You only get one. Uh, or, uh. Okay. And I'm not going to sit here and hate this motherfucker for the rest of my life. I'm going to tell you that now. Okay. I'm just not. I'm just not. I'm just not. Not at all. Not. I look too motherfucking good. I look way too good. Be hot. Hey, hey. All right, crew. You got any last words? I know I affirm the good people, but any last words you want to let them know before we head out and let them know where to find us? 
Listen to Conceited. Stream Conceited by Remy Ma. Really? Okay. Who's that creeping in my window? Nobody, because I live in a penthouse. Baby, I'm sorry, but But. I'm sexy. Okay? Yes, Remy. (laughs) (laughs) Prepare to be sick. Summer is getting whatever body I got. Honestly. Whatever. The way my titties are going to be out in the sun, baby. The way my belly going to be out. Belly (laughs) out. Ooh, belly belly out, on titties the ground. Whoa, I'm gonna be Once naked. I learn how to do that TikTok where they, hot. they be hitting it with that. Oh, don't let me. Don't. Yeah. Don't let me mess with that one. <laughs> with the booty, where the booty do the booty thing. Oh, Woo! Yeah. That's it. Prepare to That's be beautiful. sick of me. That's all I gotta Prepare say. Prepare to be sick of me. That's okay. Good. And if y'all Prepare. love being sick of us, then make sure you follow us on the Instagrams at What Is My Life Pod. Make sure you follow us on the Tiki Talk where the kids are doing the dances at What Is My Life Pod. And I can subscribe our channel on YouTube. As you can see, I'm holding my mic like a YouTuber. To see the okay. Make sure <laughs> make sure you like and subscribe our channel, man, on oh, What Is My Life, the podcast. Leave us a review. Let us know. And leave us feel. a motherfucking review, okay? Yes. Thumbs up. Talk to us YouTube. nice. Talk to us nice on the reviews, but like you can talk to us any kind of way in the DMs. We do like interactions. <laughs> um, we also like to tussle. So yeah, talk to us in the DMs, but like only talk to us nice on the reviews. Give us five stars and let us know your thoughts. Okay, Thank love you, you guys. Bye. See you in two weeks. Bye, y'all. Peace.